to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I'm Roma Press Editor John Solano. Not going to waste time, uh, just going to jump right into it, discussing with Andy uh, Napoli 1, Roma 1. Uh, but before I bring him on, just have to thank very quickly our latest patrons at Patreon, Daniel, who you can find at D. D-U-B-Y-A-B, and then Yusuf, who you can find on Twitter at 3-A-T-E-E-J-I. Thank you both for supporting uh, the podcast, the website. If you would like to do the same, receive extra episodes of the podcast and gain early access to the podcast, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash romapress or go to the support page at the top of the website. All right, here we go. Napoli one Roma one Andy um a lot we can take from that match uh it, ugh, terrible performance let's just be frank about it very very poor performance but um great result sort of a mixed bag what what were your initial thoughts following following the result yeah, I'm. I I agree with you on uh, that. It was a terrible match. I had a very different uh, sensation about this match. I, right after the game, I I was disgusted. I felt that um, sure uh, we we almost robbed Nap- uh, uh, Napoli of a deserved result um, because had we gotten three points from this game, it would have been one of the most unexpected uh, and undeserved and undeserved yeah results so far in all these years as a Roma fan uh, and it was to me it was one of the worst games I've seen under Di Francesco it was basically uh, the Real Madrid game but we were much luckier here and um, Napoli were uh, much less clinical than Real Madrid and um, that that's basically the only difference because uh, we conceded so much and we played like a small team and I I felt I felt cheated by by this team I felt cheated by the words of a coach that saw a completely different game and by players that saw a completely different game uh, so yeah I think we were so lucky I couldn't believe after the match he said. Uh... <sighs> I, I, I couldn't believe I at first I thought I was hearing things correct incorrectly and I had to make sure I heard it right. I waited for the other websites to say it or to to type it out. He said Luna Uno e Giusto. I thought he was breaking my balls. He said the one one is deserved or a fair result. I I, I don't know he, what he, he was also, watching. He, he also said that it was it was a great game. I, we, I I couldn't believe it. My my jaw dropped to the floor. <laughs> and and the and the, then one Jesus chimed in and said, you know, we we even big teams can suffer. <laughs> but, the, but the thing is that you did not suffer like a big team. You, we were kind of like a Sampdoria in uh, in Roma's uh, 2010 Scudetto run. You know, one yeah. just a, just a provinciale that uh, likes to get in the way of a big team getting points, and that's what we did yesterday. I mean, if we had we gotten those three points, it would have been a, a big robbery. And and th- that's the most infuriating part about this whole game is that 
the people that are in charge and the people that played this game seem to have a, a completely distorted view of what really happened. For him to say that, uno, uno, it justo, I, I, I was... I, I I was mind blown. I I couldn't even find the words. And he said we're a bit disappointed. He was pointing to the overall performance. Um, he was saying we still have to improve. I, I, I mean, that was that wasn't. I, I mean, you just mentioned that was provincial football. That was anti football. That I don't even know what the fuck you call that. Uh, I mean, that you called it shit housing. That's yeah. That's, um, it, it was. It was. It was. Um, it that looked because, like a training regimen for 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 Napoli. For Napoli. It looked like training. And uh, I have to like. Uh, then I go on Twitter and I have to read that we had a great defensive performance. Oh I did not God. see this great defense, but we were. I mean, the the center backs weren't even that bad. I don't think. Um, Obviously, we know the the limitations of Juan Jesus, but I actually liked um, what I saw from Manolas and and Juan Jesus on on part. But I thought the biggest mistake was uh, not putting, uh, first of all, not putting a, a, a more a more intense and um, midfield, uh, and also the fullbacks weren't. Kolarov was was absolutely disastrous. We, we have to talk about it. We, yeah, we, that was the next thing I was going to bring up. We we have to talk about it. Yeah, uh, I thought Santon uh, didn't do bad. I didn't think he was great, but no, I mean he I was. I thought he was adequate actually. I, Insigne didn't really do much. No, no. Um, I I thought he I thought he he did as best as he could, especially considering you know. He had Under as uh, on that right, right flank, and we all know that Under is still uh, still learning those basics uh, about defending. Um, so I, I I thought you know Florenzi would have been a much more secure option, um, but yeah, I mean that left side with Kolarov. The, the 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 goal came from his side. I mean, it, the goal is him basically watching Mer- Mertens yeah. blow by. Yeah, and that's he, he got caught ball watching. Inexcusable, inexcusable. We, we have to talk about Kolarov. Um, you know, you know, part of me wants to say that um, this isn't, you know, this isn't simply a guy maybe looking for a last payday or to make the World Cup one more time, and he needed to move to. Still a big club, but a step down, obviously. He makes his World Cup. I, 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 for the life of me, I just cannot understand what has happened to this guy. I, I mean, he looks absolutely finished as a player. He looks finished. But, but on the other hand, you have Di Francesco, who after the game says, yeah, well, you know, um, it's true. Kolarov uh, doesn't, he said he doesn't wear cleats. He only wears cleats right before the game aside from that he walks in uh in um, in in like uh i don't know like some loafers or something because his foot hurts so much right so you know to i mean i i don't think luca pellegrini could have done much worse uh no, than the color of last night because yeah last night it was on a whole other level i think he was even worse than marcano as a left back against bologna because you expect so much more from Kolarov, it, it, and it's 
he, you're a veteran player, you're hurt. Um, and again, it's it comes down to Di Francesco calling the shots. Why are you putting him on if you know that he's in pain, that he's not going to perform? Um, it, it also, sh again, it shows the lack of confidence in some of the players he has. I I was so lost for words, and we can go through each of them. Um, you know, obviously the, the defense. If you take Costas uh, Manolas off this team, um, maybe they are in <laughs> 12th, 13th. 14th uh, it, it's astonishing to me just how much better he is than everybody else in that defense and you know for the market we're not for January I, again I, I've been saying I don't think things will be fixed with simply a transfer market but they have to find another defender I, I'd almost be more I, I'd be more pleased to see a, a starting level center back arrive before a, a midfielder who could replace Nzonzi and Derossi. I mean, Fazio is not bad, but it's just astonishing how much higher the level of Manolas is than the rest. It's it's almost embarrassing. That's, I think, um, this is what I expect. I, I mean, I was shocked by uh, Di Francesco's words, but a, a game like the one yesterday, I think, shows all the limitations and the, the needs of this team. And I think this game is a key game for, for a, a sporting director because uh, yesterday, all the, all the little things that are still missing, all the pieces that are still missing from Roma showed. Um, number one, that, that competent, reliable center-back. Number two, uh, a competent left-back. And um, number three, uh, uh, finally, a defense because a lot of people are giving uh, shit, Monchi a lot of shit about not bringing in a, a decent um, substitute for De Rossi, but in all these years, even Sabatini couldn't find one, and he desperately was looking for one for many years. So it's not easy. It's uh, De Rossi is a focal point of this team. He's just he's beyond the system of a coach. He is in in deeply rooted inside the, the scheme of and the identity of Roma. So um, that's another position that we need to somehow fill in because yesterday as soon as the Rossi got off we were not able to build anything um, and uh, you know uh, I, I really I'm still not I'm, I'm still not uh, sold on on, on the Cristante being a fluke or being uh, a bad um, bad transfer deal because he's here's this guy who's not he's playing out of his position and you throw him into this really really tough game and, you know, we all expected him to be invisible and he was invisible. But um, I just I, I think it's it's he's more of, a, of he's more evidence that you need to fill in that role, that De Rossi role rather than uh, that number 10 role or that number eight role. Um, that's that's to me, that was the most evident thing about this game. Yeah, they definitely need need to bring somebody in. Um, we keep seeing the same name at Serera Porto. I don't know if that will happen. Um, let's talk. Oh, in defense, I'll just briefly say this. Um, I think everybody owes an apology to Robin Olsen. 
I mean, even the, even, even the, the, the reservations that I had about him in the summer about not being good with the ball at his feet, he was really good with the ball at his feet yesterday. And I think everybody, for all the shit he took, I feel so bad for that guy. So bad. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the the main problem of him right now is uh, is just getting that that extra confidence boost of coming out of goal because that's yes, that, yes. That right now I mean, it's his biggest limitation. Yes, uh, it, it's Sticks not his line too yeah. much. I completely agree. It's not it's not playing uh, the ball at his feet. He's he's been he's been doing uh, really well and. He has a presence, you know. It's not you can see that he, this is the guy that is not gonna uh, um, uh, run away because you know the team is in a slump or because there is a lot of criticism around him. Here's another guy who is is trying, he's proving his worth. Uh, yesterday, I really liked how he coordinated the defense. He, you can see him shouting at the guys just to move forward and um he would get into some arguments and that's good that's you know you want that from a from your goalkeeper rather than him sitting silent or um and you you know the extra thing that for example we all know that he's right now going to lessons to um classes to um learn italian that also says a lot about him not only as an athlete but as a person um, because you know we had once upon a time we had a guy like uh, Steck uh, who uh, yeah, did not learn a word say right or left exactly so it's I think this is a goalkeeper that needs time but uh, definitely not the 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 weak link of this team uh, right now yesterday he was great just just as brilliant as he was against Real Madrid. In both games, he he saved us numerous times. Yesterday, really, um, in that first half, uh, he did some really nice miracles on 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 Insigne. Um, just seems like he is in good uh, headspace right now, even though it's very hard for him to keep a clean sheet. Uh, sheet, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. To, to keep, you know, because consider, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of people say, well, the, the defense last year wasn't as bad. I think well, last season, like, it, was I, the same, it was the same thing. Same. Yeah, same thing. Just that we capitalized on our uh, on our possibilities. And, and, and yesterday, nothing of the sort happened. So it's it, he's not the, the, the problem. I think he's doing fine. Yesterday was a great game for him. Now we have to talk about the attack because that's the... Oh, Jacko, Jacko, Jacko. Um, I, I got to tell you, it's one of those matches yesterday where I think we talked about it. It might have been before the Derby where we talk about him pouting and his attitude on the pitch being the biggest thing. It's never his, it's never his talent. It, it, it's always the mental portion with him. Uh, watching his attitude when he was given that captain's armband, just walk and look disinterested, really, really got under my skin. Um, yeah, I cannot believe he had the captain's armband. I, I mean, I understand you're yeah. at the club. You're at a, you're at the club for for what three years or something, but it comes down to character. Jacob doesn't have the captain's character. No, and he completely changed after he didn't get that uh, that call in the area where I thought it was a clear dive. But I guess if the, the the push on Luca Pellegrini is a is a penalty, then that has to be a penalty. But regardless, 
Um, his attitude out there just bothers me so much. And it's players like him that are supposed to 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 pick up the team when they're struggling. And he just doesn't seem to have that ability. And that is really annoying to see unfold during the match when Roma are just getting annihilated shot after shot from Napoli and they can't get anything in attack. I, I, I'm just, I'm puzzled by his attitude at times. That's, I think that's what separates him because it, it just, it, if it doesn't go his way, he, he will just freeze and he becomes this, this soulless presence in the pitch. And against a team like Napoli, you really have to work 90 minutes and right. it just, it, it cannot happen that just because you're not getting any service, just because you have to defend, um, you you become this 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 guy who has no interest interest being there, uh, and it, it a lot of a lot of stuff has come out in recent days about you know even Di Francesco being aware that Jeco has this sort of problem. You don't want that to get out to the press, and um, but Jeco doesn't do anything on the pitch to prove uh, the opposite. Uh, yesterday, when he got that captain's armband, he just walked around the pitch for the, rest of the game. Uh, I mean, to to even to even even El Shirawi yesterday looked more of a captain than Jeco, which yeah. says a lot. <laughs> yeah, that bothered me. And the thing was, Jeco had two very very clear opportunities to score. Uh, the first one definitely should have been a goal. That touch he had uh, was really, really poor. And then the second, I don't know why he tried to make a meal out of that with um, with the goalkeeper. I I don't know why he just didn't try and go on goal. But again, that's a goal. That that if if that's that's a chance that had it been in the game against Seska, that would have been a goal. And it's inexplicable to me how. One time you you make a world class goal with one touch, and then the, the the next game, you have three touches and you just go straight at the goalkeeper. I I can't I can't I I just can't understand it. I can't understand it either. And yesterday in attack there was nothing. Um, although I have to say the biggest problem was. They could not hold on to the ball. It was just astonishing to me to see them commit all these wayward passes. And we we have to say it. Um, and Zonzi was terrible yesterday. I can't I, I can't recall how many times he turned the ball over. He was really poor. Kolodov was turning the ball over. El Shadawi was turning the ball over. You know, as much as you know, Di Francesco can be a bit diluted at times, but I mean, he can't help that. I mean, these guys can't even complete can't string four or five passes together no job but but uh but you cannot you cannot approach a team like napoli with a two-man midfield yes and that okay so that was the next thing yep yeah that's where i, I was going uh, next with this okay well well but, but coming back to your point yeah I, yesterday that was the biggest difference um because if you look at the statistics, our possession is not even that bad, but no. we didn't do anything with it because right. it was just our possession was in our half. That's it. That's in our own half. We we completed some passes, but as soon as we crossed to their half, 
we lost the ball. And with a team like Napoli, you lose the ball, you have to run. And you can't have a guy like Nzonzi uh, track, a guy like uh, Insigne or Mertens or even Zielinski. It's uh, Yesterday, it was just too many individual mistakes at the, the, the worst of times. Um, a guy like Under yesterday was, was nowhere to be found, although he, uh, he took a part in the goal that we scored. But aside from that, he was invisible. And it's not even that that's the thing that really infuriated me the most because Di Francesco talked about yesterday's game as if we played it defensively, but on the counter. Yesterday, we did not counter. Yesterday, yeah, I, we. That, yeah, he was. That... It's, I mean, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but the the first thirty minutes against Lazio, uh, remember when they completely swept us off the pitch? We were just absorbing everything Lazio right. had, but we countered. That was the difference. We any time they were uh, in our six yard area, we had Pastore or El Sharawi just starting the counter, and we we're getting them. Uh, open, wide open, and against Napoli, it did not happen. Even though I I, I saw some holes in Napoli's defense, uh, uh, and especially the goal showed that Napoli can be vulnerable at times. But yesterday we did not exploit that at all. It was just so pathetic. We just sat there, and like with Real Madrid, we we didn't have the balls to come out, and it's just pathetic. It was astonishing to me in the midfield, how overrun the Roma were. Um, Fabian Ruiz and, and Alan as well. I didn't think Hamstrick was that good, but it, it, it looked like they were playing two different types of sport, these two teams. Napoli and their passing were decisive. They were quick. They passed with a purpose. Their movement um, was sensational. Roma, it's just standing around, uh, lethargic. It, it I, I just don't know what to make of all this. And what we have coming up now, I mean, and, and let's be clear, for as bad as we're talking or as negative as we sound, we we have, we have to admit that's a pretty damn good result, right? I mean, you would have snatched the handoff for a draw at the San Paolo. At least I would have. Yes, pro- probably yes. Had we played... In a in a way that makes me think, oh, you know what? Next game it's gonna be all right. Next next game we're gonna figure it out. Uh, last night did not do that. I mean, yeah. I, I cannot believe we we were actually getting away with three points uh, for I ninety th- minutes. I never thought they were. I I, I, just, I, I knew that goal was coming. I it it was coming. It's um. And it was just so unroma like to be to be getting away with three points when you're not deserving it because usually we we just we do the opposite we 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 hit the post three times within one game we did we hit the crossbar we have Sorrentino performing miracles and then we we lose some points but yesterday we did the the, the opposite and that's what's infuriating is that we played like a Kievo we played like a Sampdoria it's that that's what's most frustrating because now we're facing a Fiorentina team who and uh, their 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 quality they're big time uh, they need points. Yes, and, I, I this match worried me uh, quite a bit about a month ago, but they haven't won a match in literally almost an entire month. <laughs> they drew against Torino, they drew against Cagliari, and they lost to Lazio. So 
and they have not looked good. Um, but it's certainly a difficult match. And the thing that even worries me more is that it's ahead, uh, ahead of a crucial, crucial Champions League match against Seska. And De Rossi is possibly injured. Yes. Um, and Manolas, we don't know the state he's in. <sighs> it's it's not good right now. I, I don't even know. You know, part of me is this is probably going to sound bad, and I can take shit for it. That that's fine. But I almost would have felt better even if they dropped three points yesterday. I'd almost feel better if they if they looked like they did against, as you mentioned, Lazio, or you know, one of the matches earlier in the year where they performed pretty well. But I almost feel worse yesterday that they drew and looked like absolute shit. I, I feel I feel bad that we drew and looked like shit. And what makes me feel even worse is the fact that they are not not aware of it. I mean, I I, I hope to God, yeah. I hope to God, Di Francesco's words are just you know to uh, to calm the fans. Or I mean, I hope they are aware inside the locker room that it's unacceptable to play the way we played yesterday um, because hearing those words from Juan Jesus that ah, even big teams suffer yes but there is a way to suffer and and yesterday it was just uh, it was just a pathetic showing um, with a team that play, played like a much much inferior team so so let's end it here so it, it is a good result um, but Two crucial matches coming up against Fiorentina and Seska, and then the international break. Let's end it with this. Do you think these next two matches are the crucial um, make or break, so to speak, for him? Well, the, the, uh, we've, I think we've asked this question uh, hundreds of times that he's always there. But yeah, I think he's on the hot seat. If, if, if these two games go wrong... Uh, uh, at the next international break, uh, he's out. Uh, I really don't. I really don't expect um, this team to go on with him uh, if we if we lose uh, the next uh, couple of games because it's just uh, too much at stake. Too much at stake for Roma as a, as an image, as a brand, and um, money wise. Too much risking. We cannot be below this sort of Milan. I don't think this Milan is good at all. But yet here we are. Milan have one game in hand, and they're above us. Um, yeah, he's in the hot. He's on the hot seat. If if something goes wrong, he's out. Yeah, I hope that's the case, and I agree. Obviously, we want him to to turn things around. But if he gets these next two matches wrong, I I think he will. I think he will be gone as well. So uh, let's let's leave it there, and we will come back later in the week ahead of the match against Fiorentina. So uh, everyone, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, ciao. Ciao.
Today's edition of the Roma Press Podcast was brought to you by Euro Fantasy League. For the very best in online fantasy football, make sure you check out Euro Fantasy League and their variety of online fantasy football games. Whether it's Serie A, the Champions League, or La Liga, they have the game for you. Check out their Serie A game at FantasyCityA.com as well as their new Champions League game at Fantasy-Champions-League.com.